0: right welcome everybody to another episode of chris and Reality cast i'm one of your hosts chris Foltz, and my co-host and very good friend is mr dave horrocks
1: hey there chris hello to our listeners out there we're back chris and we are going to be quite a far-reaching ranging podcast and discussion covering married at first sight australia season eight and we are going to go through. Not all all the points, but um, we've been watching episodes one through to eight. Now, Chris, the only way we're going to be able to do this is couple by couple. So who's first up? Well, there's been some
0: controversial couples, Dave, that at the start of the series, I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this person as well. And then as it's gone on, I've completely swung the other way. So, So one of the ones that I want to talk about is Sam and Cameron, Dave, so... Sam's the lady. She's got two kids from a previous relationship. Cameron's the big gearhead. Jim guy's a bit of a you know beefcake. Completely incompatible, Dave, from the get go. Cameron, <laughs> at every opportunity, is getting called out by Sam. I think she's got a point. I think some of the things she's raised are, are valid. However, I'm not a fan of Sam either. I think she's a moaning fucker, if I'm being honest, and I think that. Nobody is gonna make her happy. And and I think Cameron's played the game. He look, there's somewhat going on, and we'll talk about it. I think someone's definitely got gone on with his Coco who's with the other guy, Sam. So we've got Sam the lady and Sam the man, Dave wasn't intended to be a stupid little
1: thing there, but there you go.
0: <laughs> but Cameron and this Coco have got so which we'll talk about later. But yeah, Sam and Cameron just, com- again, completely incompatible, Dave, as a couple. I mean, what do you think about their journey? Because it ended up, by, by the time they got to the apartment together, around about episode seven, they're in separate apartments, aren't they? It's like, it's literally game over for these two.
1: Yeah. I, I think, well, let's start off, Chris, because we gave the... UK matchmakers a bit of a hard time covering that season and I think the Australian ones the matchmakers are just as crap (laughs) because (laughs) Salmon Callum will never work you could see you know he he had that attraction to her straight away she looked absolutely stunning in the dress and everything soon as she mentioned she's got two kids whoa (laughs) He, he fucking put up those walls really quickly but it's like Surely in this whole discussion when they're matching people up, you know, they must be going off a base set of questions as well. And you look at Callum, I think he does kind of want to get with someone, but someone who's at the same point in life. He wants to meet someone who, who you know, he can get on with and everything, settle down, get married and everything, start a family He's not looking for a ready meal family. He's not looking to marry someone and, you know, acquire two kids as well. Other people out there might be, but he's clearly not one of those people. And I just think it's, you know, it's just a a shit match that will not work from the start. I mean, actually, I haven't made my mind upon Sam just yet. I think the pair of them are incredibly opinionated and neither of them actually listens to the other person or has a, an ounce of empathy where they can put themselves in the other person's shoes. It needed the matchmaker bloke to actually, you know, he, he probably had some rules there. He was like, right, you talk, now you shut up and tell, you know, he's asking them how they feel and stuff. So eventually they started to understand each other but the way they kind of handle that confrontation by left to their own devices is they just talk and don't listen. And you can see why she's, you know, Sam is, has got these hangups. I mean, she married a a much older bloke when she was a kid, basically. Yeah. And then she reckons the husband was cheating on her for five years. She found all these fucking SIM cards and everything where he'd been having all these affairs with different people. I mean, fuck me, that's going to leave some scars, isn't it? But, um, just, and the last thing I'll say, Chris, so you watch free guy with Ryan Reynolds, haven't you? And they, they've got that, uh, the dude, Character where you got basically Ryan Reynolds and he's all buff and everything. They, I can't look at Callum without thinking it's a. Is it Callum or Cal- Cameron? Cameron? Cameron. It's Cameron. I, I keep saying Callum, don't I? Thinking Love Island. Cameron, he looks like a jacked up Simon Pegg. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't not see Simon Pegg when I see him, but um <laughs> that's a good good read. That actually, Dave, I'll give you that. to say Ryan Reynolds <laughs> like he looks fuck all like Ryan Reynolds,
0: but no, <laughs> no But it's like it. you, I, you've yeah. got
1: Ryan Reynolds in the buffed up suit, and it's like that's like um. You wondered where the fuck I was going with that, didn't you? Yeah,
0: I was thinking he looks <laughs> nothing like him, but but no. What I, what I will pick up on slightly is. It, Cameron was out of order when he spoke to Sam. And I, I know I've got to say, some of the dialogue from some of the couples in this series, I've loved it. They're so fucking blunt, Dave. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, in the UK one, yeah, there's a few people. Like, we, we questioned Frankie. We had, you know, that Jordan was a bit of a shy. There was a few, but none of them were directly, like, going at each other and, like, really calling each other out. Like, well, I'm telling the truth. What do you want me to do? Lie? In the UK, we, we obviously have this like thing where we're, we're slight of, oh, I know Nikita wasn't Dave. She's probably should have been the Australian one because she was as blunt as like these, but I've really enjoyed that bluntness. And I think yeah. Cameron said to her, like, I, you're not my type. I didn't, I want someone who goes to the gym, basically looks after themselves. And she's like, well, I'm not, that's not going to be me. And, you, and that isn't Sam or Cameron's fault. Cameron's, Delivery was terrible, and it was it was wrong the way he said it to her because he completely knocked her confidence, like you say. But I was like, these fucking and it's John Aitken's the guy, Dave. So I've got actually got the presenters, so it's useless on the UK right. one. So <laughs> the presenters are John Aitken, Melissa Mel Schilling, she's the one who's in the UK one. Yeah, Alexandra Alessandra Rampole as well. So John, I wasn't sure of, and I've got to call him again, Dave. It's all for TV because. I can't see any of the connections initially. I know there's possibly a couple, but it's great TV. But you think you yeah. just fucking with people's heads here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think I should let go of that um, preconception that they're actually trying to match them up t- for like you know genuine reasons as opposed to just creating some great tv <laughs> because, like i say you, you only have to have about 20 questions you know what's your type and this and that and, and his is right there and it's like well uh, what we're going to do, we're going to have someone like that in the experiment, but they're going to be married to someone else, and that will create some great drama, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Dave. Very good. I mean, they, just, they are just a bunch of bastards, aren't they? I mean, we, oh. we, this isn't even the worst couple.
0: No, it's uh, not. It's <laughs> not, to be honest.
1: Now, Talking very good segue
0: this, Dave. It's almost like we've, we start to flow off each other, and we've done hundreds of podcasts, but Coco and Sam so when we first introduced to Coco Sam Coco's an ex-police woman turned she was severely hurt changed the body she's a proper gym bunny now she looks really good really looks after herself Sam is none of them he's a clothes designer he doesn't like to be called an entrepreneur he likes to call a hustler Dave and when it first come on I thought oh, I don't like this Coco she's a fucking bit of a dick too loud she's typical mm. reality tv fodder really, you know, she had a bit of the, you know, just, just a bit of a ass about where it was like, look at me, look at me. As it went on, I've actually quite like Coco, even though she's very dramatic and in the dates thing. And when they were with the experts, she was very theatrical. It was all fucking Broadway bollocks, the way she was delivering it. But Sam is an absolute see you next Tuesday. What an absolute cock he has been, Dave. I think, he has been probably one of two people
1: on this show where I'm literally want to throw the remote through the screen. Yeah, and and I tell you what, when I look in the mirror, Chris, I want to see what Sam sees. Yeah, <laughs> because he fucking thinks he's like Brad Pitt in his prime or something. He's got this preconceived idea about you know he can get these great looking women, and he they have to have big boobs <laughs> yeah. you know in his last girlfriend he dumped her cuz she didn't have big boobs and it's like who the fuck do you think you are i think coco is really pretty yeah. i think she looked great like you i thought oh, she's going to really piss me off and and i do think she was a bit over the top but i think it's it really shows that if you're in a kind of toxic relationship if you're not with someone who can you know, you can be the best person you can be with them, then it really has a quite negative impact because you can see that over time, over this last couple of weeks and, and who knows what the real time is, but she's just got smaller and smaller. You know, she's just been eroding that, or he's been eroding that kind of confidence from her. And she's been trying to hold back a bit more and everything. And he's just a massive fucking bell end, Chris. Absolute prick. Um, and like I say, there's a there's another one. who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is really the villain of the piece. But um, yeah, he's just been constantly throwing out the digs, but he can't take them back the other way. So when they got the whole, uh, you know, rate the other, rate the other um, men and women. And where, you know, your, your other half fits into that. When she put him about seventh or something, <laughs> he proper, you know, did not like that at all. And and has it goes into that passive-aggressive mode where it's like, you know, oh, well, you know, obviously I'm not bothered, but I do think it is a bit childish sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, not bothered, not bothered. Um, bullshit. Now, Chris, the only thing that stops me really going – even harder in on it is I I just wonder if he's on the spectrum himself, just that, you know, that, that lack of self-awareness, that kind of complete lack of empathy and understanding some of the things that you're saying and and the impact that that can have on the other person. I'm not saying he is. I, I just, it's the only way I can rationalize some of his behavior.
0: Yeah, and, and I think I think he, he could be right because he has no self-awareness, does he, of, of what he's saying. Any criticism thrown at him, he absolutely cannot take it, but he loves to dish it out. I mean, like you say, poor Coco there. He, she, and she was right. She Eventually, she'd had enough and she was like, hang on a minute, and she only put him seventh day on purpose behind Patrick just because she would have put him top. And and I think he was he was just an arse, an absolute arse. There's got mm. to be something, and if it is, then it's it's shame on the producers, Dave. Because I think I agree with that. I do think that he has some social awkwardness about him. It's not an excuse because he was bluntly rude and nasty to her, but it was the way, and I think you made a great point. It was the way he reacted to the criticism when he, all he'd done. Yeah. The whole relationship it was criticised a really pretty girl who looks after herself, who's got a great body, yet a personality's a bit wacky out there, but she turned into a nice person, and he literally character assassinated her. I mean, we've seen it over mm-hmm. two weeks. This was obviously filmed over two or three weeks, I would have thought, to get to this point in the show, but really did tear strips off her, and there was no need for it at all. I mean, he's like, mm-hmm. I want a girl with big boobs. And I'm like... It's not, fu- you're not fucking Morag off the UK while I- I- I've ordered a mail order bride. You, you,
1: it's, it's not Mrs. Queer, Potato Head.
0: Exactly, yeah, exactly. You can't just stick <laughs> an arse on her or a pair of fucking knockers on her or something. You can't. You can't knockers? <laughs> well, no matrim, but you know fucking what I mean, though? carry on. <laughs> <I> carry on <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know what I mean? Like, Dave, if you could do that, fuck me, I'd be like fucking Dirt Diggler and have a fucking snake down there, but it doesn't work like that, does it? it it's one of them things where the person you are with you love the personality. The looks are there. You want to be attracted to them, but th- there's more to that in a person. And I just—it's totally unrealistic. But great TV. Look, it's, it's great fantastic TV. Look, you it is stormed good. off and everything. Even 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 uh, Melissa had to interject and say to him, "Look, you need to." Uh, Alessandra, sorry, she had to interject and say, "Sam, are you not aware when they had these face-to-face like dates with the with the ex?" experts and I'm doing the quoting fingers fucking experts my ass and she's there talking and she was right too she was like but mm. you've been a fucking absolute bellend you know just just yeah. own it so so we'll see because we're at that point with them where it's like literally make or break the one thing I'd say and it really is weird is because one of them says they want to stay and everyone wants to go they stay now surely mm. they should both have the same. <laughs> yeah. I just find that that's just the way it of sounds like prison, in. doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> he's like he's just trying to keep anybody in the show because they're like Cameron and Sam. He said stay, she said leave, and the next minute she's like, "Oh, I'm going to clean the apartment." He's coming over, and I'm like, What, <laughs> what is going on?" But yeah, that, that, anyway, sorry. So I know we've laboured on there a little bit, but strange couple, really strange couple. I hope she gets the results. Now the reason I brought these in at the start. Something's going on with Coco and Cameron because she had her head in her hands when they said they were going to stay for another week. She was mm. gutted that Cameron was with Sam, and he was the same reaction with Coco. Where has that come from, Dave? That that's not just something. These are they both go to the gym. They are probably the most compatible people, and I'm going to do Love Island on paper. Love the gym, all the <laughs> stuff, all the stuff they're into is yeah. what they're into. I know opposites attract, but that surely is something so important to the both of them, their body image. And I just, I think there's more to come with them. I don't know anything, but I just, it, there's chemistry there and we'd see a little bit of an elude of a conversation, don't we, in the next episode?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen the, you know, they've had that conversation and, and what have you, and, um, you know, all the stuff on camera, but we know there's, plenty of stuff off camera as well. And I just think that uh, Chris, they probably met up in the bloody apartment gym or something. Cause it, it did seem a bit of a stretch, didn't it? It's like Coco's going to reach out to uh, Cameron because, you know, Cameron knows Sam from home. So she wants a different opinion. <laughs> it's like, Really? <laughs> that's why the cameras are there, isn't it? That's brilliant. No, that's so true. That's like so
0: true, Dave. It is. It's very convenient. Um, but no, yeah. I agree with that. I agree. So, so moving on slightly, Dave, we've got James, the millionaire Lamborghini at the, at the ceremony. We've got Joanna, who is probably like me and you, shops at Primark. Likes a bit of home <laughs> bargains, Dave, BM's, you know, Aldi, whatever. And this guy, and they are compatible. He was quite good with her at the start. He was trying to be the money, but then I think as it's gone on, like he got really jealous. I mean, you you touched on it before, but this game, and I know we haven't got through all, of the, all of the couples, the game where they had to rate everyone. Look, yeah. you know this and I know this. If you're rating your missus, there is only any one anyway, there? exactly. <laughs> There's only Sam one place. This. If Sam's there and she's got, you know, King George Clooney, Brad Pitt, well, she probably will put me fucking down the pegging line, but no, no, it's theory, not quite
1: the same rules for you. Yeah, the yeah, other way yeah. around, <laughs> that's
0: very true, Dave. Very true. but but I would always put Sam top of the tree Dave, yeah. because you, you've got to. And even Sam was watching it going, Oh, and he was Bryce and everything, but. James again, he did it. So then James got really, really fucking jealous because she picked Jake. Everyone yeah. seems to like Jake. He's a good-looking lad. It's a so shame. Not, not we, everyone, Chris. Not everyone. I talking about <laughs> that. But, but he really got offended. And then she's like, oh, yeah. and, and the more we watched it, with the way the couples phrased everything and, and picked different people than their own partner. I love that game. It was absolutely yeah. it looked like a, <laughs> throw, a it did, looked like a throwaway game, but it turned into proper
1: drama, Dave. It should be just a, a, a fade accompli, shouldn't it? It should just be, you know, okay, they they rate these other people one to eight or or however many there are, and then your your partner is top, you know. That that is just that is it. It's a boring game, isn't it? Oh no, yeah. Chris. They all want to be, or well, not all of them, but some of them, they're just being honest. That's all they're doing, you know, and they want to be completely honest with their partner. There's not always time to be completely honest, right? If fucking, like you said there, if you're rating everyone and, and you've got Margot Robbie here, you've got Jennifer Aniston over here, it's like, no, look, Sam is definitely top. Right, it's just not even a fucking thought process, you know, whether to to not put a top at all, and it's the fact that they they just they cling into this idea that you have to be a hundred percent honest all the time. It's bollocks. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking, uh, you know, just put them top. But but the thing is, I, I'm not convinced about Joanna and James. I mean, they're closer in age, aren't they? but th- there's a weird interaction where she was obviously just in a, a bit of a bad mood or something. Um, uh, you know, on the horses. Yeah. It was yeah. last week. And, and basically she was, she just wasn't feeling it. And then that makes James like try to fix it. You know, he, he wants to jeer up and make her happy and whatever. And she's, you can see on her face. It's just like, Will you just fuck off. <laughs> so yeah i'm not convinced about him but that kind of reaction that jealousness was a bit weird and and i think fair play to james because he did sort of call himself out that you know he he finds it difficult to trust people and i think you know the cars that he drives around in oh really james oh some people are are only you know trying to (laughs) get into your car and stuff and and use you a bit. (laughs) Fucking really, shocker. (laughs) So, you know, I I don't know. I I can't have too much sympathy for him there, but they don't seem that compatible to me. They're just not, they're not quite winding each other up like some of the other couples.
0: No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's, he's used to a certain type of lifestyle. She doesn't think she's good enough for him. And somewhere in the middle, they have to meet, and I don't think mm. that's gonna happen. But yeah, we'll say, we'll say. I mean, another couple that we are not really bothered about is Alana and Jason. By the sounds of it, they're doing a lot of shagging, Dave, for their yeah. they're really getting intimate, pretty yeah. good together, nice couple. They may go on to something at the end, I'm not sure. But but yeah, they're not really, they're not really setting for reality TV stars, they're just going about the business, is what we've seen on the edit, anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean There's definitely that sexual chemistry, isn't there? I'm just not sure how much else there is. We've not seen enough of them, I guess. It does my head in a little bit, Chris, when someone like Alana is just like, oh, I don't want to be seen as just a hot teacher. (laughs) It's like, I I don't think you should be calling yourself that. It it just seems like so fucking, you know, um, arrogant to me but um yeah they they seem to be getting on dull as dishwater though to be honest chris it, it was yeah. only you know the only bit of uh bit of interesting drama was just how fucking sam was you know he had his tongue out basically at the dinner party didn't he over her
0: <laughs> yeah well that's the thing i mean i, I said it to sam david I, I know you're going to agree with me where the fuck were these teachers when we were fucking in school, (laughs) because we never had anyone looking like that. Just walking around the school with a fucking top down, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, there's no way. We had teachers, fucking, <laughs> this is, right, fucking this, is bad. Bad, this, this is going to go down the pathway anymore. But... All right, go on. Right, not... my, my fucking teachers look like Jeff Capes, the strongman. Dude. When I was a kid, I never had anybody <laughs> like
1: I was going to say, I mean, kids are, are arseholes, aren't they? I know yeah. certainly in my school, they, they were, or we were can't exclude myself from that and you know one one of the teachers i remember you know did look like someone famous and we used to just call her grot bags that was the type of teacher uh you know in the 80s wasn't it so yeah yeah they definitely weren't around Chris. <laughs> right, so we then had
0: belinda and patrick so Belinda's the lovely girl, unfortunately, but a terrible upbringing. She was bullied at school. The dickhead she went to school with had a fucking website. And oh, really? that is dedication that to is, bullying that. That though, is it? terrible. I, I, You know, I was watching it thinking, I hope you absolute yeah. fucking twats watching this are ashamed of yourself, and you can look at your kids and go, that was actually me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm thinking, you horrible people, that poor girl, was just absolutely, she probably, Dave, at the end of a tether, like suicidal or whatever. I just felt so sorry for her. But then Patrick as well. I think you dropped the line, I missed the line initially, but the line you you were telling me what you said about
1: why he, he's on this show, was it, Dave? I think what are you the guy? No, no, that that wasn't him. That was oh, wasn't uh, it? that was Russell. That oh right, we'll, oh, we're we'll tackle that right. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah when yeah, we got on about Russell. Sorry, I but thought it was Patrick. No, I think but Chris, I love this couple, right? These are my favorite couple. They're almost, you know, too nice to be on this show, to be quite honest. You know, they're both kind of awkward, but they're awkward with each other. They're going to move at a kind of glacial pace. But I think that's absolutely fine. I think, you know, these two you can genuinely see are matched for a reason. Yeah. Now, I must admit, I'm wobbling a little bit on that because he seemed to get fucked off at the idea of having fucking unicorns or something on it on the bed sheets <laughs> it's just like just pick what you want um but no i just think they they look absolutely great together and um but patrick you know at, at times i'm just like look sometimes less is more when they're in the bath chris and like he's got her feet and he <laughs> it's like a very close intimate environment you can see both of them aren't really comfortable And Belinda's approach is to, like, clam up. Patrick's approach is to spout verbal diarrhea. So he starts, like, clapping with her feet, and it's like, ah, it's very nice, clapping with the feet and stuff. (laughs) It's just like, what are you doing? It's like he has no idea what to say. So just the words are just spilling out of his mouth. (laughs) And in the end, she just fucking gets up and gets out. (laughs) But they are brilliant. I, I really do like this couple.
0: Yeah, I do. And I, I think, you know, he took it a bit personally, didn't he? But it was just weird. It was a tiny fucking bath as well, Dave. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it's not really working. Now. And they've got clothes on as well. So we didn't, you know I mean? Obviously, have got it for the cameras. You wouldn't be fucking fully yeah. naked. But yeah, I'm interested in them. I agree with you. They've been one of the funny ones, just like a normal couple who are really into each other. However, Dave, Beth, and Russell. Now, Russell is the dad. He's like an old bloke, isn't he? Who's got his own <laughs> line of jokes that are just not funny at all, right? He tried I don't to kiss know. Beth. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, no. Like I've laughed at him because I'm cringing, yeah. going, "Oh, fucking hell!" I'd probably drop them in, but 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 Beth is not finding him funny at all. He's trying everything. He's revealed a little bit about his past why is in this situation. He was really nice to so dead respectful. All he's got is the side cheek, Dave. She was crying within two episodes, going, what the fuck have you done? And I'm thinking, especially <laughs> it's, again, you're a bunch of wankers, you three. You're just picking anybody. <laughs> I said it before. It's pin a fucking tail on a donkey with these with their eyes closed because they're just picking anyone. But what a completely incompatible couple.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, you look at Patrick sorry, Russell. And I think he's a good looking bloke. (laughs) You know, I don't think he's like particularly bad looking bloke at all. And then when he's getting interviewed in that first episode that he appears on and they're saying, you know, why have you come on on this show? And he's like, well... uh, I look better with my shirt on, you know? I can't get on any of the that's others. It, you know, yeah, if you that's... stick me on an island, I can't, I can't <laughs> be getting my shirt off. So I was thinking, this guy is pretty funny. Yeah, he's coming out with all the sort of dad jokes, and he's convinced he's this great chef, but he he basically barbecues steaks. <laughs> that seems to be is the, the, the start, middle, and end of his chefery. And, you know, he doesn't know what a fucking... Uh, piece of salmon is, or you know, doesn't doesn't like avocados or anything. He's like, oh yeah, just just eat meat. I think he's pretty funny, but she is just not. You know, from day one, <laughs> she is like. This guy is a prick. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, you know, if I was partnered up with someone like that, maybe you would think uh, the same. You would find the joke less funny. Uh, but I think it's brilliant. I think I think he's genuinely funny. He seems like a nice bloke. Um, but, yeah, she's just not having it at all, is she? No.
0: <laughs> I don't, they are not going to be together, these two. Now, no. we were going to talk about the main... I think they're the more of a baddie than... Sam, I don't think we should save them to last, Dave. So, so the next couple is Bryce and Melissa. Now, Bryce, he was the one that had me in stitches at the game, Dave. He <laughs> was the one who fucked up the "Let's rate your partner" game, and he was genuinely spending so much time on where he was going to put his miss. <laughs> no, he did all of them. Then he was like, "Oh, I've got to put you in there," and he's like. Yeah, you're fourth. And, it's, and this girl, obviously, is. It, it, Melissa's been through so much shit. Mm. And I felt dead sorry for her, right? I really did feel sorry for her. I thought, he's a prick. Bryce was slagging her off. He said, at, at the dinner thing with, with the, at the dinner thing, at the date thing with the specialist. he went, um, well, she's not got blue eyes. And I'm like, you are <laughs> a fucking knobhead. And absolute, <laughs> he basically said to her, she didn't have, You know, luckily you've got blonde hair. I think the only thing he he said she's got going for her. She's in tears. She'd not been in a relationship for 12 years. And I kept thinking, this is weird. Why has she not been in a relationship? She's early 30s. Mm. I don't get it. I I was all in for Melissa. And then, Dave, a couple of episodes ago, she drops in there. I'm basically a booty call for my ex-husband, which I don't (laughs) believe. I never believe when he comes to see me every couple of years or whatever, was married. Okay, Pinocchio, where's Geppetto? Bull fucking shit, Dave. She knows exactly what this guy, whether he's married or not. So even though Bryce was a cock, I was like, oh, Melissa, don't play this. I've not been in a relationship for 12 years, bollocks. You have been the woman on the side for a long time with your ex-husband. So I don't know about you, Dave, but I was sort of out then. I was all for her for the week and a half. Then when I he heard that, I was like, oh, you should deserve each other.
1: I, I'm not quite with you on that. I'm not. Chucking Melissa in the bin just yet. I I think I I kind of felt more sorry for her uh, in that aspect. It's I I don't quite believe the whole thing about the marriage, but it just sounds like it's it's not like he was popping over there for a. a Every other weekend or something for a booty call, is it? I, I think you know they wouldn't speak for ages, and then maybe maybe he lives out of town or something like that. Or oh, I'm in the area. Should we meet up for a drink and whatever? I think she's just never quite gotten over him, and part of that not getting over him is like you know frequently coming back for a, a quick scene too. You know, so I I just think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, two, you just slated me for fucking saying knockers. You, we've definitely been watching carry-on films, haven't we? Fucking hell. Hold on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Matrix. I was going to say So, yeah, I... I I'm on the fence with Melissa. I can I can kind of empathize with that situation a bit more. She's obviously very, very hurt. You know, it's that first love thing, isn't it? And she's just never really gotten over it. Now, Bryce, though, on the other hand, is a fucking prick, Chris. Yes, Again, he's the one who clings to this kind of oh, well, I'm, I'm just being honest. But that whole interaction, they'd already fucked. Right, And then it comes up, the the honesty box about, am I your type? And he's like, nah, nah, not really. And I thought, well, she's not ugly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, is that that your compliment that she's not ugly? And and it was just such a fucking cutting thing. And I think it said a lot, to be honest, about Melissa, that she ends up being hurt by it, but then she just kind of excuses him for it. You know, she makes up an excuse like, "Well, she's just being honest, wasn't he?" No, he was being a cock. Yeah, he's right. he's doing it under the guise of being a nice guy, but he was being an absolute cock in saying that. You know, fuck me, what a horrendous thing to say to someone, anyone. Um, and and yeah, so I I just think, you know, the only tiny little thing that I'm giving Bryce a bit of respect for is. Uh, Oh, who was he? Who was he calling out? Was it was it, it Bryce was Sam. calling out he uh, Sam? Sam a dick, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saying you're saying you have being a dick, mate, um, or oh, a dickhead. <laughs> so <laughs> he got people in glass houses, fucking hell. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I was like, "Well done for saying that." You're still a fucking bell end though. So yeah, I I don't know. I just think he. Yeah, and, and I thought he was going to be the only one who, who placed, you know, the uh, Melissa fourth in the rate someone, but a few of them ended up doing it, didn't they? But, uh, yeah, he comes across like he's such a nice guy. And when, she, when Melissa told him about, you know, that whole situation about being that regular booty call and whatever, he was so, so judgy. You know? And I'm like, you don't even like the fucking girl. And and you you're on your high fucking you're on your moral high ground. You know you've confessed to like cheating on your ex girlfriend and stuff, and and you're talking about someone who is single and just has the occasional shag with their ex boyfriend.
0: Yeah, and, and no matter what I think of Melissa, Dave, it's fuck all to do with Bryce anyway. Yeah, so even even if she'd fucking had fifteen affairs before she comes on this show. Admits some of that. It's nothing to do with him. As long as he, she's faithful to him, then, as long as she's in the moment, there's a connection. What does it matter in the past? He 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 got offended like he was the ex-husband or something. It was fucking bizarre. I, yeah. I must admit, his, yeah. his reaction was all over the place. However, Booker and Brett, Dave. Now Booker's the singer. Great, great career by the looks of it. Massive crowd she's playing to and everything. Really talented girl. Brett's the guy who looks like he stepped off some 1970s cop show. That moustache is horrendous.
1: Um, I was thinking he stepped off a spitfire. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> spiffing
0: most of that. But, but, yeah, he, he, they don't look compatible. There was a few rumblings in the relationship, but they did get physical towards the end of this last week. So So there was a bit of something between them you know and and he was trying to play the guitar about as good as i can play it dave oh,
1: fuck me? It? that was terrible wasn't it i was I like stop like it thing. you're hurting everyone's ears here um i don't know if they're incompatible i i thought they were uh, they were quite compatible i think chris i don't understand how booker is not fucking snapped up already she's absolutely stunning she seems quite down to earth seems she's got a fucking cool job um I, I don't know, it, it's a bizarre one for me, but I think Brett, you know, because he's a bit quirky, isn't he? He had his lovely uh, uh, sort of satin. Oh, no, it's not satin, was it? It was like a velvet kind of textured top on, wasn't it, for yeah. the wedding? You know, he, may, he He looks striking straight away. You know, he's not just your, your run-of-the-mill kind of Aussie rules player or something like that. So I, I just think... The fact that he was a bit quirky would have probably, you know, ticked some boxes for Booker. And and she did say, even in week one, that she quite fancies it. Um, and I must admit, I, I thought they probably had been, been a bit physical before they said they were. So, yeah, no, I, I think this is a good couple. Mm, interesting,
0: Dave. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Now, let's get to the big bad, Dave. The baddie for me of the whole two weeks So we've got this couple, we've got Jake, ex Aussie rules player, suffered, unfortunately, with mental health, had to retire from it, Dave, and and basically created a charity off the back of it. Seems like a great guy. Usually when you do, I'm not saying 100%, but usually when you've got someone like that, you've had that sort of come to Jesus moments in your life, you know, and you've got to sort of change your whole outlook. All his speeches in the VT was fantastic. I, I thought, you know what? This, this is a really genuinely nice guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's the guy that most of the girls put as number one in, in when it was rate your partners. You know, a couple of the girls weren't as cutting as the guys, but a couple of them did say, well, it's between you and Jake. This is a great guy. He speaks well, great personality, and he's really good-looking. Bex, on the other hand, well... He made the mistake of finding her attractive, Dave, on a show where they get married at first sight. At first sight, that's the name of the show. He sort of went in for a bit of a hug, stroke kiss, mortified by it. She was mortified by it. I'm thinking, have you seen the memo? Do you know what fucking show you're on? And from that moment on, she was just turned off by him, completely turned off. And everything she said was just like, morag, morag, and everything off the UK one. She was literally just tearing strips off him. And even when he's being consoling, they were very attentive. The the specialists even said that, like he's always reassuring her. She has been an absolute bitch with him, Dave. And with great TV, fantastic. But for me, she has been the ultimate baddie who even makes Sam look actually okay.
1: See, I'm, I'm thinking Sam and Bex are kind of on par with each other. I think they're both as bad as each other. Oh, they're both terrible, Um, yeah. Yeah, I I don't kind of have one over the other. But yeah, Bex is in a different way. Well, that's, you know, he's in quite a similar way now I think about it. You know, they're both just constantly putting down their partners. And, you know, it's been irritating me how much Jake is kind of, again, he's been a bit of an apologist for her. You know, he's, he's trying to be the one who's listening to her and stuff. And absolutely nothing wrong. You know, there's a lot of sportsmen and women who suffer from mental health problems. You know, it's just that intense. And to get to that elite level in the game, you know, the likes of Ricky Hatton, obviously, he's spoken about it, uh, Freddie Flintoff, people like this. And especially when the sport goes away. That's when a lot of them sink into depression. So fair fucks to him for coming out and speaking about it and stuff. But fuck me, producers and matchmakers, do you want to put him with a worst fucking energy vampire, <laughs> fucking <laughs> ego sculptor, you know, or whatever it is, chipper away or at? Yeah, <laughs> she's just fucking horrible, Chris. I mean she has got so much baggage she's got more baggage than anyone else i think on this show because she's come in with a preconceived notion and i was confused after that first episode when she had a massive problem with him like she says oh he's just looking at me like a piece of meat he turned around and he was like wow you know, and I was thinking, is that not a good reaction? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. That was a good reaction, surely. And she just had a fucking sour face on her. That it was like the worst thing he could have done. You know, and I don't know. She, I think she's carrying stuff from a lot of her previous relationships where maybe she's not been treated that well, but she has not even given uh, Jake a chance. And And the way she... Retells stories at like the dinner parties and get-togethers and stuff. It's like, oh, he tried to stick his tongue down my throat. He fucking leaned over to try and kiss you, and you fucking dodged it. All right, (laughs) you know. But that becomes, you know, it gets exaggerated. It's a bit more, isn't it? And retelling that story, it makes like fucking Jake sound like a sexual predator. I just think she's fucking horrible, Chris, and I'm glad. I've given the matchmakers a, a bit of stick, but fair play to... What was the guy's name again? Jake. Oh, John. John. You John said it Aiken. before. Yeah, John yeah. Aiken. Fair play to him. He called it out. And I think he genuinely looked angry. <laughs> you know, because when they sat on the sofa and that, Bex's character assassinating Jake, and you can see Jake is still trying to be nice and hold it together, but he's just getting these relentless jabs and barbs thrown at him. And an old John there says, you know, I see one person with empathy in that, and it's not you. (laughs) And he (laughs) sort sort of really laid it down with her that, you know, she has got a lot of baggage and she needs to fucking shape up or fuck off. Um, But yeah, Chris, absolutely brilliant TV, but she is horrible. I mean, the thing is, she's that hung up about people objectifying her and, you know, only wanting her for her looks. Well, I tell you what, it, it's good job you're fucking good-looking because you wouldn't get anyone with that fucking personality.
0: <laughs> no, and I, I think you probably – I'm not going mean, to – I'm not doing a 180. I still think she – I think, she, in my opinion, she's a bit worse than Sam in a different way. And I think that the stuff we talk about well, Sam being your-
1: – misogyny coming out again, isn't it?
0: Fuck you, Dave. Right. So no, I'm talking about, we were talking about maybe he's on the spectrum. It doesn't excuse him. I'm not getting shit for this. It, it doesn't excuse him. You've already done me this week on Facebook. Don't fucking give me that. So it doesn't excuse his behavior, but if there is something where he is on the spectrum, I can sort of relate to that. And and that's something that, that obviously he would need guidance on. doesn't excuse him. It was horrible to her completely because it was disgusting. With Bex, it's like and, and John was great. What what I loved about John is I love Paul and I've even said, like, you know, we miss Paul, he's dead smooth, he's a great guy. But the English judges on the English show, I know she's also malicious, but the, the English judges are a bit of a soft ass, really. They don't want to offend anyone. Even when Megan and Jordan were at it and they were cheating on the partners, the whole point of the show is not for this to happen, but we know that also. They want that to happen to create a storyline and create people arguing and it kicking off. He was there; he didn't give a fuck. And you're right. I thought his delivery was brilliant. He, I'd not bat an eyelid with him. I thought they were all useless, about as much use as a chocolate fire gather. Three of them picking couples, but he come into his own there, and he really did stand up. As did Alessandra when she pulled Sam as well. They actually said, "No, hang on a minute. You need to be aware of what you're doing." And hmm. he was right. He said, "You, you, you'd not." interested, and straight away, you're on the defensive, you're making the relationship. She loved all the stuff he was saying, and even Jake's there patting her leg after it. He's patting her leg, like reassuring her after all this when she's just knocked him down again, and it's like, you deserve better. But amazing, amazing contestant, Dave, because it makes the show having people like that, without a doubt. (laughs) And it would be fucking boring if they all stayed in and had the pipe and slippers every night, wouldn't it? We need a bit of cheating, a bit of a punch-up and stuff. We need something. So I think it's all going towards a great finale for me.
1: Yeah, I think we sort of love to hate it, don't we? Because in the moment when I'm watching it, I'm like, Jake, just fuck her off like why are yeah. you constantly going back and you know you you're almost apologizing for her shitty toxic behavior you know her body language chris when when they were at like the dinner party she's not interested in him in the slightest in fact he might as well be a puppy who's just rolled in shit and then he's trying to jump up for a you know a fucking lick or something you know she just can't fucking stand him i, I don't know where that analogy was going by the way um <laughs> On the mind, <laughs> but he's constantly, like you say, he's trying to reassure her, check it she's okay and stuff. He is a fucking catch for someone. Uh, and she needs to sort her shit out.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm completely with you, Dave. But amazing, amazing. So, anyway, Mr. <laughs> no. the horrocks Brilliant analysis of the first couple of weeks. of married at first sight, Australia. Really, really good. And I can't wait for some more. I really, really can't. And, you know, we are going to announce, Dave, aren't we, that, you know, I am actually going away on a holiday to the Greek Isles. So we are going to be slightly behind, but we have got another show in the back pocket, haven't we?
1: We do. Um, So this had been rumbling on for uh, about a week, Chris, and I think it's because we hadn't recorded in a little while as well. So we we were kind of trying to figure out what we were doing next. And we did have a Patreon poll as well. So people voted on what we were going to cover next. And the, the ants came out as Love Island. And, went, <laughs> and then the PTSD kicked in, didn't it? It's like, how are we going to do a fucking daily one again? <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> but more and more people were coming out and saying, oh, aren't you doing Love Island, Australia? And so we absolutely will cover that. We're about, are we a week behind now? Just, I, th- I, think, just, I think we're yeah. end of the first week right now, aren't we? And so yeah. I think we will cover it. But with you going away, we're not going to start it and then do what we did <laughs> you know, before. where you're, you're having to watch it and then uh, we record as well, like each day, six days a week. When i um,
0: holiday, you can't we'll, do that. We'll,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll wait till you're back and then we'll sort of catch up and and then we'll figure out you know do we do we try and you know cover week one you know in one episode uh, so that we can actually catch up with the show and and cover it real time or do we go episode by episode which is what we normally do but we'll figure all that out when you're back exactly
0: exactly and I'll thank you for being patient there Dave as well and for everybody listening I take the loss on that guys you know how much I love Love Island but I can't be doing it when I'm sat by the pool, Dave, with me, you know, my margarita or my cocktail of the day. You know what I mean? It's all inclusive. I'm, 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 you know, it's, this is not happening. When we did it in the, in the summer, I was in England. So it wasn't too bad to watch it and record, but I'm going to be on another timeline, Dave. I'm going to be trying to get the best suntan going. (laughs) So I hide all my wobbles because as we know, when I come back off holiday, this is it now for me. This is the Chris Phelps reconstruction, Dave.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Um, <laughs> but just, just, oh, God. <laughs> just uh, version 6.0. Um, so just one, to let everyone know can. as well about our conversation <laughs> that we, <laughs> we were basically having. And it's like, no, Chris, look, you're on holiday. You can't do this. And it's like, yeah, 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 I can't do this. Can't do this. But, you know, I mean, Sam and Jordan will be watching their soap. So I could I could watch it then. <laughs> you know, you, I wasn't even pushing you, but you're convincing yourself. It's like, yeah, yeah, I could do it. It's like, no, just fucking have your holiday and we'll sort it when you're back.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. you know, we messaging you going, Dave, I'm just gonna nip upstairs for 15-20 minutes. Can you record? I'll be getting battered, Dave. I will get battered for that. So no. You made the right decision. I'm glad you actually told me it was actually the one going away. No, don't be stupid, mate, because I was ready to sort of go, you know what, let's throw another spanner in the works and make my life even harder when I'm on holiday. So no, Dave, <laughs> I agree with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. All so, right, anyway. mate. Oh, so, sorry, Dave, I go
0: sorry, before we go, sorry, Dave. Big thanks to our Patreons, patreon.com forward slash cast. As always, guys, if you want to contact us, Chris and, I know it's not Chris and Dave, it's cdrealitycast at gmail.com, and if you want to follow us at cdrealitycast, and get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's reality TV cast, where we've got all our good friends on there, everyone badgering us for Love Island Australia, Dave. So that's where most of it's come. We've got our Patreons, we've done it on our Discord channel, we've had a little voting stuff and that's all. Thank you, and also through Twitter and all the other social media channels. So really, really good here. So today, the roll call of honour is Ken... Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren Haley, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Ed, Hannah, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Helen, Joanna, Zoe, Amy, Claire, Noreen, Jacqueline, Brianna, Helen, Lucy. And our newest Patreon is the wonderful Keith. So thank you so much to everybody for supporting us and welcome Keith as well. Thanks for supporting us, mate. Really, really good here. So, Dave, I am going to go off to pack my case, get me speedos on, and
1: I will be in full prep for my flight out of the UK, my friend. Nice. Well hopefully you don't send any pictures back with you and your speedos. <laughs> no, that's not not at the moment, no. <laughs> Well, of course, after your transformation, you, you can do it. Of course, do, but. of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Well, it was good to do this. We haven't really done this before, have we? Like, covered a whole two weeks. And I know we just, you know, just touched on the couples. But actually, that that wasn't bad. And so mm-hmm. when we're covering Love Island, I think we might just sneak in a bit of The Bachelorette as well. But, um, but it's always good to jump on here and chat and uh, see where we agree and disagree as well exactly but uh, thank you very much sir and thanks for listening out there and we'll speak to you next time
0: take care everyone bye